Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. This is another week of the Almost Famous Podcast, and we are lucky to have this episode. We have somebody absolutely incredible joining us. Yes, Ashley, how you doing? Oh, that's a sweet Ben. But like, I'm so excited because we have the woman of the hour of the past few months, Taisha Adams herself, <laughs> and her beautiful face staring back at us right now. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be with you. Taisha, well, uh, we... Uh, are super pumped to have you on here and for a couple of reasons. We've been huge fans of yours for a long time. In fact, I was thinking back to the very first time I met you and I still remember it. And I'm sure Ashley, I think Ashley was there for this, but uh, she was there. We, you came into uh, our studios in Los Angeles uh, right after Colton season. You were our very first guest from that season. You came in and sat with us. And I remember during that time, uh, your producer looked at me and said, I'm really happy I got to meet this girl. She's on going on to do incredible things, and I'm just happy she's happy. And I said, hey, for a producer to go out of his way to say that means <laughs> this is somebody special. Well, you've proven it. Um, and then we'll fast forward, and everybody's heard us talk about this. You've gone to uh, iHeart Festival, Music Festival with us. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been able to be around each other quite a bit, and we could not be more excited for you. Congratulations on a great season. Congratulations on a great ending, and thank you once again for joining us. Thank you so much. Honestly, I, yeah, you guys are right. I've been with you since the very beginning of this all. I feel like so. I know. It's well, perfect timing. We. Uh, I want to get started here with this because you are somebody uh, who, when it, you know, this is a whole unexpected journey for you. This was not planned. This was not thought through. A few months ago, you had no clue this was going to even happen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start at the beginning with a question that I I really want you to think about because I think it's important. Okay. How has this experience, sitting where you're at today, knowing what you know now, how have you changed as a person? Uh, I mean, I think I've said this, but I know. <laughs> um, it's, it's, if anything, it just makes me really appreciate the hard times that you go through in life. Because I feel like for so long, I would not have given myself like to even think that I would deserve something like this. You know what I mean? And I think that um, I was like so in the mode of like, okay, I have to do this next. I have to do this next. I have to do this next. But it's just it was being concerned about everybody else and not listening to myself. And then just knowing like I worked my butt to get where I am today. And I'm so happy that um, – I went through all the hard times. I feel like you don't appreciate things if you don't go through the hard times, right? Yeah. I, I would agree with you. But, like, explain this a little bit more before we get yeah. into your season. Okay. Because, yes, your season had its ups and downs. Yeah. It wasn't always easy. But for mm -hmm. the most part, like, 
this is a really great season full of a lot of things to celebrate. A lot of really beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as controversial and dramatic as past seasons, but it was still mm-hmm. as entertaining because there was a beautiful story being portrayed. So when you say going through the hard times have led you here, what are you speaking about? I guess there's multiple things. It's number one, it's um, even just the way I was growing up. Like, I think that there are things that I've experienced as a child, just like even, you know, um, hard times that my parents have gone through, like even financial struggles and, and um, I guess being picked on, like being younger. And so that makes me in turn, like when the guys come around and they tell me about their struggles that they have gone through in life, like there are things that I have like a, like a soft spot for people that I've, you know, struggled. So there's that part. And then in relationships and like dating guys that are just like such jerks and assholes, it makes you like really appreciate the guys that are in front of you that are super vulnerable and just, being willing to do this and that, that you would never, um, I don't know, think that somebody else would do for you. It's just, I have learned to appreciate everything that I've gone through now. I feel like I completely deserve, like even Zachary that I have now, he treats me like a freaking angel. And I never thought that I would ever have a man that would treat me as well as he does. But like, I feel like now that I know that what another person has treated me, like I appreciate this 10 times more. And I just want to like, Oh, cherish that's that. Great. Yeah, you know that what I makes mean? sense. No, that makes sense. That's great. Well, uh, again, um, before we dive into the season, we really just want to start by saying congratulations. Uh, we're happy you're sitting in the place you you are, and we're excited for this interview because it's a good interview, and it's one that comes from a place of joy and celebration. So, Ashley, I'll throw it to you. Okay. <laughs> do you know how hard I was rooting for you and Zach, and like how like I had to keep it together? Like, do you know like the fire that I felt between you guys, and like the intensity, and how obsessed with the fact that like for the past month I felt like I had a new rom com or or romance to watch every Monday and Tuesday. Okay, first of all, it's funny because we would text every now and then, yeah. but you knew nothing. I didn't tell no. you one word. And I was just telling you, like, I want you to kind of like give me your insights, yeah. your like version of it all. And it was so cute just watch, having you watch it and like <laughs> tell me your little pointers about all these guys. It's like, <laughs> it was so good. But thank you. I appreciate you rooting for Zach and I. It's It was, it was insane to watch back. I'll tell you that much. Well, also really dangerous on Ashley's part. Okay, she would yeah. tell me some of this stuff. She would text you and I'd be like, Ashley, you don't know how this ends. Like this could get really awkward for you. Okay. So it's okay. Funny story here. Okay. So you were like, I love hearing what you have to say, you know, like week to week. Yeah. So when Ben got sent home the first time, uh, I, I debated, I was like, whether this is appropriate or not to send, but I, this is what I texted Tasha guys. And I, there's a story to go along with This is so good. So I go, I'm so glad you sent Ben home. These remaining three are gems. I just felt disconnected to Ben and the edit was making me feel like he was going to get top two. See, he seems like the kind of guy that would ghost a girl he was in a serious relationship with. So <laughs> Tasha doesn't respond to this and like for two days or whatever. And like, that's not like, I wasn't worried about her not responding. Like Tasha's not like a guy I have a crush on. Um, and I also know that she's like the very, very busy bachelorette. And I can't even imagine how many texts you get while the show's going on. So I didn't think twice about that. But then all these rumors started coming out that Ben was coming <laughs> back. And so many people were like, she ends up with Ben. And I, I text immediately, like in our almost famous message thread, when all these rumors are coming out. I was like, you guys, 
What if I told Tasha <laughs> that her fiance currently is a guy that seems like he would ghost a girl in a long-term relationship? <laughs> Could you imagine if that was the case? We worried oh about my it God. during that, like maybe Tuesday's episode was just so obvious, but maybe like Monday's episode. I, that is too funny. My friends are looking funny. at me watching and being like, God, this is going to be hysterical. And she You're picks probably sweating bullets knowing you freaking out. I don't freaking and out. I, and I don't take awkwardness well. Like I get really I can't even hardly, I can't watch a season of The Bachelorette and Bachelor without looking through my eyes or through looking through my hands half the time. I get so cringy. Really? Oh, yeah. And like knowing Ashley now for the, the three plus years I've known her, I was like, of course you would do this. I know. Why would you do this? I know. Like, Why what, would I do that? What? Like what positive was going to come out of you texting her that? Like this is so dangerous. I felt very passionately towards Zach Tasha. Okay. So like, I, I totally eliminated the other two. I was like, Brendan and Ivan, so sweet. But I don't think she's going to end up with them. So in my head, you're going to end up with Ben or Zach. And when Ben left, I was very relieved because in my head, that just meant you ended up with Zach. That is too funny. Yeah. That is too funny. I mean, there you go. I mean, that, that just goes to show <laughs> maybe um, don't send the text next time because you just <laughs> never really know. I know with the show. <laughs> but also at the same time, like, how good did that pause? I'm really good at pausing apparently and just not responding <laughs> and really allowing for like anticipation just to boil over but hey it all worked out in the end it right made it, it made it more fun to be honest yes <laughs> to have that tension lying there okay so let's just Wait, ben did you think this about ben uh i had my hesitancies about him okay. uh and so i like ashley and i would talk a lot offline about like where we're at and there wasn't a guy this season that was like no for sure not like i mm -hmm. can't this yeah. this dude is dangerous and yeah. trouble but Ben was the closest thing where I was like, I just don't see it. And I don't, mm -hmm. and, and Ashley both agreed like, Hey, there's something more there that we're not seeing understanding that we can't put our fingers on. And Tasha's so open and vulnerable that it just doesn't, they don't make sense together. And so we were just fans of Zach. I mean, we've been fans of Zach for a while and we thought, Hey, this is beautiful. This that. would work. Uh, but I, I would have never advised her to do what she did because <laughs> you never crazier <laughs> things have happened. And I'm not kidding uh, to pause to in this here, like behind the scenes, when she told me she did this, like I was like curled up in a ball in the fetal position on the couch. So and I was like, no, we'll never have Tasha on the podcast. She's never going to talk to us again. I'm going to lose Tasha and my friend. Like, this is bad. <laughs> that news. is so funny. Oh my gosh. I wish I would have seen you guys like behind the scenes. But it's so great. I did tell people who are worried for me for saying that. I was like, Tasha is the kind of person that I could say that about her fiance and she would have forgiven me and thought it was kind of funny. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're like, hey, how funny is that? And then just like pull him on over like, <laughs> be my fiance. Okay, no hard so, feelings at all. No. So, all right. Let's talk about the fact that you are one of the greatest bachelorettes of all time. And it almost didn't happen. Oh, what? Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it almost didn't happen? Well, I still can't believe it happened. Well, do you feel like it was like a meant to be type thing that like Claire was supposed to be that bachelorette and then she was supposed to find Dale. And then like, that's why you were supposed to commit. It just seems like it's very meant to be and fateful to me. I agree. Well, I always think that everything works out when it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that this situation worked out perfectly for me because if I would have had too much time, I think I would have like had like, I mean, I've said this before, like 
focused in on a lot of the guys prior to the, going to be on The Bachelorette mm-hmm. um, and maybe would have zoned in on one or two people just because of like their looks or done this or that. You know what I mean? Just like how Claire did with Dale. She know she knew who he was. She loved what he stood for. And like when she did meet him, it kind of just like meshed really well. So they ended up together. But I think not knowing any of the guys, the guys not knowing me, me kind of just like honestly going like within 36 hours of me getting the phone call and no time to prep for anything. It was perfect. It was perfect. I wasn't too into my head. I just had fun and went with the flow. When you And the guys I felt like were for me too. I don't know. They were perfect. Do you feel like if when you look back on night one, did you feel like Zach was a front runner in your mind or did he truly grow every week? He truly grew every week. I, I mean, like I, I liked doing the whole wishing thing in the well mm-hmm. um, or in the fountain. Um, his style stuck out to me because he was wearing sneakers. Um, but other than that, like I think that there was a little bit more of like a, I don't know. Um, instant connection with a couple of other guys as opposed to Zach. Well, if we're starting at the beginning then, because I want to hear this, one of the things that Ashley and I noticed, and I've been in those shoes before, you kind of like entered into it and you felt, it seemed like you were very comfortable. Like there wasn't, like most of the time on night one, I remember for myself, there was like a lot of nerves. Uh, You're pretty hesitant. You don't know what to say. You don't know how it all works. But like right away, we got the picture, the sense from you, like, hey, you're in it. Like you're ready. You're 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 leading this thing. You're asking the right questions. You're open, and you're letting them talk back. Like, wh- why why were you so ready on that? <laughs> so natural. I don't know. I just I'm a people person. I really like being around people and getting to know them. But also, I remember walking into that room. I remember driving up and then talking to Chris was the most nervous I had been throughout the whole night. And then the second I walked into the room, all the guys, like the energy was just so good and they were so nice. I was like, I can do this. Like, I had no, I wasn't sweating. I wasn't nervous. Everything was great. And I was just living my best life. And I was just, I mean, what girl doesn't want to talk to like 20 guys that like, all the attention is all on you. You oh, know what I mean? I know. You did such a... And they look good, too. <laughs> They're all suited up. And I was having the best time. And it looks really like it. That's really all I can say. It looks like it. We, we you're, yeah. you're just so fun and easy to watch as The Bachelorette. Uh, okay, so before we talk about Zach and how happy and wonderful this story is, uh, let's go back to your top three or four for a second. Okay. If... Ben didn't come back and Brendan didn't leave. Would Brendan have been number two? <laughs> okay, if Ben didn't come back. Yeah. And, and Brendan didn't leave. Mm-hmm. Who would have been number two? Okay, so this is a little backstory on that. Okay. I had been saying for like, it was, I can't really tell you like the timing of like yeah. filming about not because yeah. I don't remember it at this point, but. I had been needing to talk to Brendan about our relationship because it had kind of plateaued at some point. Felt that. And it was like he wasn't giving me any more. And I remember after that um, lie detector date, like something just didn't feel right between us. Like when he made that um, comment about not being ready to meet my parents and me not be able to meet his, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, okay, hold on a second. Someone that's actually like in this and ready to um, 
you know, move on to the next steps. That's like the last thing on their mind. Cause meeting your parents is like, it's a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And I understand that being a big deal for somebody else, but like that should be like the least of your concern mm-hmm. as opposed to like getting engaged. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's like the easy part. Like that's your family. Like they can help you make that decision. That should be fun and exciting. Yeah. No. Um, he was very hesitant about that. So that kind of like where like that hesitation started going. And then, um, yeah, I think when he told me that um, on our fantasy suite date where he was just like not there, the reason why I didn't react and I didn't cry is because I kind of felt it in my gut and I already started like putting my walls up. Okay. Um, and so I just kind of like shut down at that point. So, the so re- no, I don't think I would have because once I make a decision, I don't really go back on it. So no. So what was up with that soundbite that said, I thought Brendan was going to be the one. My theory is that like early on, you thought that Brendan could have been the one. Was that? I think so. Yeah. Cause I, I remember saying that since day one. I mean, it was so funny. Like after that first one on one day, I was like, I can leave right now. And people were like, Tasha, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> You're staying here. You're not leaving. There's not another bachelorette coming. Okay. Um, but I'm sure I said that in the beginning, just because like we had hit it off so well at that one-on-one was amazing. So maybe that was the soundbite from the beginning. Did you ever allude to wanting Ben to maybe come back, especially after your fantasy suite with Ivan? Because maybe you realized that you and Ivan weren't on the same page and that you were like, man, um, I kind of feel like I need somebody else here because I can like eliminate him. Or was it by fantasy suites you just had decided on Zach and like everything else was trivial? Um. I think at that point I started getting, once Brendan left, I started getting in my head like, oh my gosh, like what if these other guys aren't ready? And then after, cause at that point I had a fantasy suite with Ivan and I had known that like, okay, there's a couple of things we spoke about that we're going to have to definitely work on if it were to be us two. Um, and they were kind of worrying me a little bit. And then the whole Brendan thing left. And like, at that point I was just like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like what if Zach's not even ready? No, I never said or, or considered Ben even coming back. That was the last thing on my mind. I already had like enough on my plate. Um, but at that point, Zach and I's fantasy suite had been the best one yet. So, you know, it was just kind of speaking of the devil. <laughs> he just walked in. The Zachary's door. here. <laughs> so, Tasha, we only have a few more minutes left with you. I know that you've, you've been busy with uh, everything going on in your life. And we do really appreciate you coming on for a few minutes today and kind of talking to us. Um, before we get into Zach, I want to, I, I want to take this time because there's a question that nobody really ever asked me, but I think you're close mm-hmm. with your family. I'm close with mine. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like for your family to watch? And now also, if you could, as we transition into, into your relationship with Zach, what was it like for Zach to watch this season now play out and all of them to kind of be invested? Was it weird? Was it awkward? Were there any funny moments? It, what, what, what was it like? Um, first of all, with my family, I don't watch it with my family <laughs> because that's a little too much. I did it, I did it much. and it's, it was awful. I did that's it what I'm once. saying. It was awful. It was I terrible. could never. And, and the funniest thing is my dad would just text me like Tasha with like three little dots. And I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, he's watching. And like, I can't, I'm not, I'm so happy I'm not in the room with him. Um, so that's that with my family. But as far as like Zach watching it back, it did get really hard at times. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because like, he obviously watched it cause his family was so excited. So he wanted to like watch it back with them. And, um, just at times, like I think like hearing my conversations with the other guys or like hearing how I was feeling in the moment is difficult. It's not, it's not normal. Um, 
But I think that what really helped us is just having that open line of communication. The one thing that we have that's very, very solid is our communication. No matter if it's going to hurt one another or whatever it's going to be, like we definitely just hit it head on and just deal with what we have to deal with. And um, we definitely had some serious conversations quite a bit, quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was really funny because I knew it was coming later down the road. So when he, I saw him up with Claire, I'd be like, ah, you're like excited to have the date, huh? Like, because he would say little things like, can't wait to get this started. I'm like, oh, you can't wait to get it started. So I had to get my jabs in when I could. But because um, I knew they were going to come yeah. <laughs> for me. So it's okay, though. There's a lot of really happy moments. Because like, obviously, when we had our one-on-one and like the hometown, all that kind of stuff, it was really fun to watch back with him. Can- but can you give us the dirt? Was there like, what was the one scene that really set him off with another guy? I think he was more so towards the end. I think he was like fantasy sweet time. Like just the conversations we were having. Yeah. Um, And it was just, it's just, it's just not fun. Mm -hmm. No, it's not, it's not fun. It's not healthy. I I would say many times, like there's, there's some good that comes out of it because you learn how to communicate. Um, And then you learn how, I mean, like for me, you know, moving on from my relationship from the show and moving into, uh, you know, my relationship with Jessica, that same communication openness has like, existed there and so it's like really good it helps but it sucks i remember that it just is really awkward and there's no good answers and you're like i don't have any way to explain myself here but like that's the thing yeah i can't really explain myself it's just it is what it is and i'm sorry i felt that way but it's just it's also just not normal to watch like multiple relationships with your fiance so it's just it's hard was your dad ever like it's zach like we feel it with zach we know you're picking zach because I know um, that your dad had such a, a guide. He was such a guider through it. My mom and my dad said that they knew the moment I fell in love with him, which was. I, everyone says like the hot tub scene because I was just like, mm-hmm. so like, I remember it. it's so weird because I don't even remember that scene. I don't even know if I watched that episode. Um, in my mind, I didn't like Zach that day. <laughs> I remember that. But everyone said it was around then that they like saw it in my eyes. It was a little different. So. Oh, it felt like you guys were fighting it then. Like you're just like, oh, I hate you because I know I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it was because I I remember getting out. I'm like, yep, I don't really like him at all. And then um, Zach, then I actually gave him the rose that night. So clearly I liked him, but I was also like fighting the feeling. So funny. Do I have time for another question? You have one more question left, Ashley, then we're going to close this up. And uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, we could talk to you all day. This was one of the best this seasons so of all fun. time. You are one of the, the greatest leads. But hey, we know the media gauntlet that you've gone on. And we also know that you're engaged. And we want you to be able to celebrate that engagement with him Aww. without being on your computer the whole time. So, Ashley, <laughs> you get one final question. And then we'll close out here with Tasha. Thank you. Oh, crap. Got to narrow it down. Okay. Um. Well, what was like the moment that you knew knew because I got so like thrilled and on cloud nine when watching you guys on that date and he was like, I love you. And then you were like, I love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> like you, you must have been preparing to say that you must have knew in your head when you said that, that, that he was it. When I said I love you. Oh, before a fantasy suite. Yeah. Well, I knew I wanted to say I loved him. Um, but you but didn't want to say I love you to anyone else, right? Well, <laughs> I think like <laughs> that's funny to say. But yeah, when I was feeling it, I would say it. Um, 
maybe that's not always the best way to go about it, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. So like, I kind of like was kind of reserved, but like with him, it was just like, we had this like, again, open line of communication since the very beginning. And I felt like I could always like tell him how I was feeling. And um, I couldn't fight it at that point. No, when he said it, I was just like, wanted to like grab him and be like, I love you too. So yeah, that's exactly how it was. Okay, fine. One question, one final question. I'm so sorry. But how was your Christmas with the palm tree Christmas tree? Cause you couldn't get one in time. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's actually a succulent. succulent. Um, it was good. It's cause usually in New York, they have like a bunch of Christmas trees on the side of the road and you could just like grab one and drag it to your house kind of thing. That's what I was planning on doing, but, um, it was Christmas day and everyone's like, why are you waiting till Christmas day? I'm like, guess cause we were in like yeah. orange County. Yeah. Um, but it was good. It works out. Right. Just, I didn't want to buy the bush for $170. Oh, <laughs> that was ridiculous. You're good there. Well, Hey, Tasha, um, do us a favor. Uh, you are incredible. You've been incredible. You've shown true to yourself, to your family, Mm -hmm. to all of us. Um, you're going to do great things for this franchise and for just kind of the people that watch this series. Um, stay true to you. Uh, we've admired you. We've laughed with you. We've celebrated you and thank you for coming on this podcast and giving us your time. I know you are busy, um, but you chose to do this and we are very thankful for that. So Tasha, Hey, Congratulations. Now get out there and start celebrating. (laughs) You got it. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Oh, my love. Bye. Bye. That's been Tasha Adams, everybody. She's incredible. Um, Yeah, it's not often, quite honestly, it's very rare after a season that we kind of leave these interviews with the leads and be like, wow, they're just awesome. Like, we just know it. Like, there's full confidence. Usually there's, like, a little skepticism. There's a little, like, you know, there's a little... There's always something to be worried about. There's critiques. There's these things that we feel. Maybe we say them. Maybe we don't. Maybe you can sense them in our language that we use on the podcast. But I will tell you this, at least from my perspective, I think I can speak for you, Ashley, on this, is um, we are 100% confident that Tasha Adams will go on to do great things, has already done great things, and that, you know, if this relationship works... We will be celebrating the whole time. So if it doesn't, we know they're going to give it their best shot. Um, but I believe it's going to work. I'd put money behind it working. Um, but Tayshia Adams had a great season as a Bachelorette. And I'm really glad that we got to watch it. And it's obvious that I feel the same. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, Ashley, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to do Bachelor headlines. Uh, and then later on the, in this podcast, we're going to break down Matt James. Yes, we're moving on the Matt James already. Like, Tasha, <laughs> we don't forget you. You're going to still be in our hearts and our minds. We hope you come back again. But we're moving on to Matt James's season of The Bachelor, which is airing in a very, very few amount of days. Um, and we're going to break down all of his contestants that are coming on uh, to try to court him. Hey, we'll be back with Almost Famous Podcast. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, 
For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. 
Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are excited for the new year, and if you missed out on any gifts, any gifts for this holiday season, for yourself, for others, hey, nobody's judging here. Uh, As always, the Bachelor headlines are sponsored by Affirm, which is an incredible sponsor of ours. So here's the thing. With Affirm, you can pay overtime at thousands of stores like Walmart, Pottery Barn, Casper Sleep, Poshmark, and Priceline, and more. Whether you're shopping for one big ticket item or you want to check everything off your post-holiday gift list, Affirm gives you a smarter and more transparent alternative to your credit card. With Affirm, there are no late fees or hidden charges, and Affirm tells you exactly how much you'll owe and when you're going to be done paying. So you can buy the perfect gifts today or the perfect items for yourself, you know, whether you're getting organized or in shape for the new year. Um, you can buy those items today with no gotchas tomorrow. And you can visit affirm.com slash famous to shop the latest in electronics, fashion, home goods, travel, and more. And you pick the payment plan that works best for you. Head to affirm.com slash famous to get started today. That's affirm.com slash famous. Or, hey, download the free Affirm app for eligible customers. Ashley, it's Bachelor Headlines time, and we're ready to break down the most recent things in Bachelor Nation. The holidays, hey, were upon us. We celebrated them, and Ashley, I hope you had an incredible uh, holiday season. We did. But we see that Claire Crawley and Dale Moss spent their very first Christmas together as newly engaged couples. This is according to People. This picture that Claire posted looks like something out of It's a Wonderful Life, right? Yeah. It's so cute, so romantic. It's like she went all the phases that Bailey goes through, and then there she is with her love, knowing what's important at the end of all of it. (laughs) And she says in the caption, I pray that no matter what these holidays look like for you, that you are able to share and feel the love, regardless of circumstances, the greatest gift of all. Merry Christmas. It's very, very cute. And this is a photo that was taken in Dale's hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, obviously, we just got done talking to Tasha, who was a bachelorette, and we can't forget about Claire. She did start this season off, even though you know it kind of became Tasha's season, and we're happy 
uh, for Claire and Dale, and we're hoping they do celebrate and continue to celebrate for years to come. Well, one couple that we expect to be celebrating for years to come, uh, I think it would be a shocker to us all if they didn't, uh, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick test positive for COVID. This is bigger than us. This is according to People. Yeah, this was so sad. So, so sad. They were quarantining for a bit because they were going to go up to Buffalo to spend Christmas with his family. And then they let one person in the house who actually had to be tested daily for work. And she had tested four days in a row negative. So, of course, they thought, okay, it's safe for her to come in well it wasn't because she came back positive the next day after she visited their house so you know caitlin and jason of course decided to stay home and they did not have they are not having an asymptomatic bout of covid that's for sure uh, jason looks he looks rough on their instagram poor guy um she said that he's had worse symptoms worse fever than she has had um but she definitely isn't like doing real well either she lost her sense of taste and smell and uh we're just hoping that they're gonna be good she says that she's had a lot of anxiety over it if you've been following her on instagram story um you know she knows they're most likely gonna be fine but she's like it's crazy that you know one day i think i'm fine the next day i think my symptoms are kind of low then the next day i can't taste anything it's like what is this going to evolve in so she's nervous but we're sending our thoughts and prayers out to caitlin and jason in nashville yeah and, and you know as ashley was just mentioning at this point in time you know we've been talking about it now for months we understand that a lot of you listeners have probably had COVID. i mean the chances are that that out of you know the hundreds of thousands that listen to this, uh, th- over a thousand of you at least have had this of COVID and have been sick. And so uh, we're thinking about all of you during this time. And I think when Bachelor Nation gets it, we obviously talk about it. Uh, we obviously uh, break it down. Uh, but And it gives us a glimpse of what COVID can do. But hey, we're thinking about all of you, those who have lost people during this, uh, and all of those of you who have been sick during this time. And, and yes, Caitlin and Jason are are as well getting through COVID the best they possibly can. Well, um, on to some sadder news for just a bit. Uh, we released this story last week, kind of breaking news as we were on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's more details around it now. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise's Carly Waddell cries over Evan Bass's divorce. It feels awful, she says this according to Us Weekly. Yeah, so Carly, you know, she was pretty quiet on social media the first day or two after the announcement came out that they were splitting up or had separated um, officially. And then she got on there on she did a video about, you know, how her emotions, how difficult it was, how this is now the new normal. um, But the new normal doesn't feel normal. She says it feels awful. And it's been it was obviously a horrible Every week's going to be horrible um, when this happens to you. But um, it was a horrible week, especially for it to come out and for her to experience it because it was Christmas week and she didn't get to have Christmas with her kids. And she says, it was a weird week for me because most of you know, Evan and I are getting divorced. So she uses the word divorce. Um, We've only seen papers for separation, um, I guess. Depends on the state where you have to fire, file separation papers before divorce. But anyway, she says, I don't know how to do Christmas alone. Today's the first day that both of our kids are staying at Evan's house overnight. 
and I'm feeling like a piece of my soul is missing. I'm literally just sitting here by myself writing this, but I'm thankful that it was a white Christmas and I'm thankful that I, that I have that the kids are going to have a blast with their dad and their brothers and they are feeling so loved. Um but yeah, I mean like this is so sad and I my heart goes out to her. Really is sad. This is it's just never fun. Um, to talk about it's never fun to experience and especially Ashley I know you're super close with the two of them they're at your wedding I know this this is something that has hurt you um, and we're thinking about them both during this time Uh, really really difficult well you know there's this new trend going around uh, on social media where I'm always behind the trends I don't know how you stay in front of the trends I'm always consistently behind the trends but this trend right now is where uh, people on Instagram are asking their friends or who they follow to post different pictures. Like, hey, show a picture of your childhood. Show a picture of the most exciting time in your life. Show a picture when you're sad. Well, Becca Kufrin has jumped in on this trend, and she opened this up to her fans. Uh, now, Ashley, this is, I think, funny like I, I don't, I don't to, and funny and sad and like all the feelings in one yeah ashley tell everybody about it okay so this trend is actually super fun i don't know why i haven't done it yet i'm going to do it i am so attentive and i watch all the slides when people do do this so it's show me a picture of and then she said um so the question or the, you know, the statement that the fans sent, they wanted a picture of the the time that you thought you had life figured out. And it was Becca and Garrett pulling away after the final rose, after their engagement in that minivan that Garrett showed up on night one in. And then she has a huge LOL over the top of it. So yeah, I mean, like it sucks. It's sad. It's like all these bachelor couples lost this year. Well, 2020 is hard. I mean, a lot of people spent a lot of time together uh, and a lot of things were figured out. You know, it's interesting going from the Carly Nevin story to a different story, right? Becca and Garrett were just engaged, um, which still is is meaningful in a lot of ways. And I know they're trying to make it work. But when we released the Garrett and Becca, Becca story, I mean, it was crushing for us, right? I mean, I just came off tour with Becca. Yeah. I'd seen them both together. We were both super sad for them. And now they're at a place where there's like kind of jokes being thrown around, which I, I think is a good sign. There there was another joke, too. This wasn't the only shady thing that she posted on this uh, theme of Instagram story slides. Uh, she also, she, somebody asked her, what was your, what was the best date you're on during the bachelorette? And she posted a picture of her and Blake destroying stuff. So she, and then she like added Blake. So now she thinks of Blake, you know, in a higher way. Oh, isn't life interesting? Uh, Relationships are interesting. Well, hey, there is a relationship we need to celebrate. Bachelor Nation's Jordan Kimball, who hey, we haven't heard a lot from, right? He was really out there, really outspoken, kind of controversial in Bachelor Nation. He was very opinionated. He was known for his opinions and kind of his uh, polarizing character on the show. Well, he kind of disappeared for a bit. And I wondered why. I was thinking this. And then I saw this announcement. This is something cool. Jordan Kimball engaged to girlfriend Christina Creedon. This according to People. He got engaged on Christmas Eve. Um, The Instagram caption reads, Miss Kimball. Miss Kimball. 
well, he's going to turn Mrs. Kimball? Did he mean Mrs. Mrs. Kimball? Okay. He said, I would bend my knee a million times to stand by you. This ring represents how much I love and listen to you. Um, Then it says, I selected every detail while smiling and nervously envisioning this moment. He's talking about, obviously, designing the ring. He says he can't express how lucky he is and just how deeply he's fallen in love with you christina i could think i could cry thinking about how happy you make me i promise to love nurture and protect you as long as my heart beats on this earth i love that even beyond this life you'll remember this love i can't imagine life without you your voice smile presence are forged into my picture of the future forever you're absolutely precious and i want to bring all your dreams to life. It's actually that's a fantastic caption. And uh, if his proposal is anything like that, I'd say bravo. We'll celebrate Jordan. Jordan, congratulations. And Christina, congratulations. That is a love story worth celebrating. Well, the final headline of this week is one I know a little bit about. <laughs> uh, my fiance and I uh, just purchased our very first home together. Now, a lot of you know this and and you've either watched, you know, Ben and Lauren happily ever after, or you've heard us talk about in the podcast. Right now, I live in a house I've lived in for eight years. It's an awesome house. It's only 800 square foot, though, and it's one bathroom, uh, and the bathroom does sit in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> and it's not the bathroom doesn't even have a tub. It's like a shower and a toilet and like a little sink, which hey, has been great and nothing to complain about with that. But we got the opportunity to uh, kind of go looking for homes uh, over the last couple of months, and we found one that fits us perfectly. And uh, Jessica's going to be moving into that. Uh, she has already moved out to Denver. That's a big deal for us. We've done long distance for two and a half years. So if you need to know anything about doing long distance, I think uh, Jessica and I are experts on that. Um, but we did uh, just officially, she moved out here last week. And uh, we had our first dinner in the house together. It was on the floor because we have yet to get any furniture for this place. It is, uh, I don't have a lot of furniture in this house. I don't need a lot of furniture in this house. And I wanted her to be able to pick out stuff that she uh, likes, uh, stuff that, you know, a lot of Facebook Marketplace stuff. I mean, she's been going Mm -hmm. crazy on Facebook Marketplace. It's been really, really actually kind of cool how much you can get on Facebook Marketplace. But uh, yeah, we have officially got our first home together and it is awesome we are so pumped uh i know that people are going to ask does this mean that you guys are moving in together beforehand but you've already answered this question on the podcast uh she will be living separately from you you call it uh jess's private vip party pad (laughs) until the wedding yeah uh we're not going to be moving in together it is something that is important to jessica and i uh we've made that commitment to each other you know and it's not for these like high moral reasons uh we want to be excited to uh to be you know on on our wedding day and after our wedding day to be saying okay now we're, now it's time to start life now hey don't get me wrong it doesn't mean that we're not going to be together a lot it doesn't mean that i'm not going to be spending a lot of time up in the mountains uh where the house is like we are gonna be together um so don't don't think this is a crazy thing it's just smart for us to have our distance right now and to not put ourselves in you know in a situation where we won't be able to celebrate it after our wedding day and we've hey We've gone two and a half years yeah. together to yeah. to make this work, and we've done yeah. it, and it hasn't always been easy. Like at this point, why stop now? I mean, our wedding's this year, so uh, or I guess in 2021. So yes, uh, she will be up there. Will be her private party pad 
Um, and I hope she has a lot of parties. I hope she has a great time. She needs to meet friends in Denver. Um, and, and here's a cool thing. So give a little shout out to Jessica. And then we'll move on because I'm talking about her a lot. I don't know. Uh, I have one more question and it's like really personal, but can I may want to ask it. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. I want to talk about Jessica first. Jessica just okay. officially passed her final test to uh, become an esthetician. So she has finished school. She passed her test. Uh, I think she has one more to be a com- be officially licensed. Uh, as we do this podcast right now, she's at a job interview uh, in Golden, Colorado. Uh, to potentially work at, at a, uh, pl- I don't know what you call it, like a like spa, a spa. salon. Yeah. yeah, a skincare there. clinic. Yeah, there, um, which is super pumped. I'm just proud of her. And uh, and she did she made a, a huge deal by moving out here. And, yeah. Um, super pumped. So, yes, that's uh, that's her life. And, it was, hey, if, you're, if you follow her on social media, go out and tell her congratulations. That was a lot of work um, to do over COVID. I can't wait for her to extract my face one day. Okay, can I ask you this personal question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you guys have been together for two years and um, like bedroom stuff hasn't happened. Do you, you guys have like the most heated makeout sessions ever? Like these are <laughs> still like so much sexual tension there. How much fun is that? It, you know, it, it really takes you back to middle school. Um, <laughs> everything's new and everything is exciting. You know, I I think that, uh, I think, honestly, uh, it's going to be interesting. I want to talk about this, you know, after our wedding day mm-hmm. because I want to see the pros and cons to this. I'm not, ag- I'm not against saying that there might be some cons to mm-hmm. the strategy that we're taking. Uh, then I could, we could learn that ne- then and I think Jessica and I would love to talk about it. But right now, the cool part is there's a mystery and there is a passion and there's a, an intense like connection that we have as two humans. Uh, and the, yes, the physical part has been uh, taken out of you know our relationship for the most part. But the cool thing about that is it's really allowed us to grow as people together. Um, and then, uh, you know, no, let's not be crazy here neither of us thought we were going to be dating for two and a half years before we got married. Like this was not a part of the original plan. Like this was, you know, uh, unfortunately like the pandemic put a big wrench in our plans and our system here. Um, And we talked about that, like, okay, what do we want to do now? And the decision was let's stick to what we've wanted to do the whole time and let's try to make that work. And so it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. And, and once, you know, we get married, I think I'll, very openly and be willing to talk about, Hey, what did we see that was good about this? What it was bad. What did we miss? What did we feel like we, we needed to, to do better. Um, but right now, yeah, there is passion because there's so much mystery. mystery. Yeah. Like that's like cool because at this point, like most people would be like, ah, oh, I know you inside and out. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm sick. I'm sick, kind of not sick of you, but like, Hey, what's going to change. And for us, yeah. like, we still have something really cool to look forward to together yeah. and to share, uh, you know, later on in the future. So, Hey, uh, Ashley, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to break down Matt James's contestants. I mean, this is an action packed episode, right? We have Tasha, we have uh, bachelor headlines, uh, sponsored by a firm. And then we get to break down one of our favorite episodes every year is breaking down the new contestants that we know nothing about that we've only seen pictures of. And we get like where they're from and what their occupation is. We're going to fly through this as quickly as possible, but we're going to do it for all of you and for us because we enjoy it when we come back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do, like, need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no. Ugh, the worst part of, like, the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like, there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have, like... Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream, really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way. 
Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply, and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with the Almost Famous Podcast. We're going to be breaking down Matt James's contestants. Now, as we were recording, uh, we did have another headline come through. This is two weeks in a row where we've had breaking news hot off the press. Uh, Colton Underwood has reappeared to us all through his Instagram stories. Uh, he has yet to post a picture, um, but he was posting about the holiday season and also that he loves riding the Peloton. Um, and he also posts saying, hey, I missed you all. Now, what this means, where this goes, uh, who knows? But... Colton has reappeared on social media, and uh, we uh, will be following that. I will be following that and seeing kind of what the next steps and stages he takes to get back into this world of social media. Well, mm -hmm. hey, social media is going to be a big part of a lot of these contestants' lives. Oh, it's a big yeah. part of Matt James's life uh, already. We've watched him through the quarantine crew and through just Matt James uh, doing his ABC food tours, and now he is The Bachelor. And here are his contestants. Uh, Ashley, you've studied where they're from and mm -hmm. uh, their occupation. So here's how I think we should do this. Um, you're going to read. Uh, I'll read the names. Mm -hmm. You tell us what you think of them through your research. And then I'm going to just give you my first initial opinion based on what they look like, which is the most judgmental, mean thing you can ever do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to do that. And then we'll close it off and move to the next. Okay. All right. Here we yes. go. First contestant abigail so abigail's 25 she's a financial manager from oregon and little known fact about or maybe not little known fact but interesting fact about her is that she is hearing impaired um so we'll see if that plays any sort of role on the season she looks uh 
she looks spunky. That's what I want to say. She looks like she's got some athletic spunk to her. Like she's going to be uh, fun and giddy and really sweet. Next uh, contestant is Alana. She is 26. She's a photographer from Canada. And she, well, loves puns. And uh, she's like traveled all throughout the world. She spent um, her post her not college years, but the co- the years that lots of people would go to college in Europe and did programs there instead. She, uh, to me, uh, anybody from Canada that goes in the show has a uh, super witty sense of humor. I think she's going to make Matt James laugh. I think she's going to make us all laugh. And I think she's going to say some things that push the envelope because, hey, that's what Canada oftentimes does. And I just think of Caitlin Bristow and some of the other really beloved Canadian contestants on The Bachelor. Well, hey, up next, Alicia. Alicia is 24. She's a professional ballerina. She dances for the prestigious Dance Theater of Harlem. She's the kind of girl that is like, so hardworking, dedicated, and driven, and wants to see the same type of thing from her for her future spouse. I was gonna say that when I look at her, I think of somebody that uh, is driven. Like she, I mean, just based on also her professional background, to be a professional ballerina means that you've spent hundreds of thousands, a billions of hours in a studio. That you've your body's been sore, but you've pushed mm-hmm. through it to perform this art that we can all be entertained by and also that she can love doing. So I look at Alicia's picture and I say, that girl is hardworking. She's driven and she's going to take that into this season. Up next is Amber. Amber, very interesting fact about her. She's 30, yet has a 13-year-old. She is a nursing student in California. She was young when she had that 13-year-old, man. I think that's going to play a role in her storyline. When I look at Amber... I think that you can look at her picture and go, oh, that girl could cause some trouble. Mm-hmm. However, I think this about her. She's going to be a very soft-spoken and a very wise individual. In fact, uh, I think Matt James might have his, like be very, very into Amber and also be so into her that maybe, you know, having a kid, he just goes, this is awesome. I get two for one here. Um, who knows? Up next is Anna. Anna's 24 from Chicago, Illinois. She's a copywriter, and she's terrified of fish, obsessed with cheese. And she one time ex- she one time uh, convinced a pilot to let her fly the airplane over the bluffs of Minnesota for 15 minutes without having any background in flying. <laughs> well, I look at Anna's picture, and I think she's the type of person that doesn't hold back. She's going to ask the questions and ask things of Matt that most people wouldn't. She is forthcoming, I would say. Uh, Bree, up next. Bree is 24. She's a communications manager from San Francisco. She talks about how um, her mother and her grandmother worked so hard to get her in a place so that she can have a successful life. So she is like nonstop grinding. Uh, Her dream is to live in Hawaii and to live on an the island life of eating nothing but sushi. She loves brunching. And uh, yeah, she's an outdoorsy girl. I look at her picture and I think she's going to be appreciative. I think she's going to find, be very thankful for the experience and very gracious to Matt. Uh, And as a result, I think she's going to go far. Up next is Caroline. 
Caroline is like going to be the tattooed girl of the season. She doesn't like to listen to top 40 basic girl music. She says she likes post-punk music. And she is also somebody who is not going to settle for... Well, she says she doesn't like it when guys name drop or brag about money, but somebody who has a warm heart and is passionate about philanthropy. So good thing she's got she's paired up with Matt James right now. She's a 30 year old journalist from L.A. I could see her being the one that kind of pushes Matt James out of his comfort zone Uh, that she isn't, you know, with the way that she, the kind of music she likes, the things she's into, I think she's going to push Matt into his com- out of his comfort zone, and I think she's also going to be that type of character that doesn't really like fit into the group, but the group enjoys being around because she's different than the rest. Uh, Cassandra's up next. So she's a 25 year old social worker from Newport Beach, California. She's still scared of the dark, and she hates it when people eat food off her plate. <laughs> <laughs> she also loves stargazing and eating, eating s'mores with sweatpants on, no makeup. She's that kind of girl. Well, I think Matt James's heart is going to be taken by Cassandra. In fact, I think she might be one of my top favorites. Uh, and the reason for this is I think she is that type of girl. And I think that's what Matt James is probably looking for is somebody that can just take a deep breath, enjoy the little moments, uh, and smile at all the craziness going around. I don't think she's going to get involved in the drama. Again, I know nothing about any of these girls. These are all guesses, (laughs) and so who knows if I'm right. Uh, We'll see later on. Well, Chelsea is up next. Chelsea is a 28-year-old runway model from New York, so she had a corporate job, and then just a few years ago, she quit it and went into modeling She said that her dating life has been pretty non-existent since she was in college. I have a feeling Chelsea is going to be a fan favorite. I think she's fierce. I think she's funny. Her smile tells me that she she doesn't have a lot to hide, but she has a story to tell. And um, I see that in Chelsea. Up next is Corinne. Corinne is a 22-year-old marketing manager. She is... Family, she's very family and marriage oriented, even though she's 22. She currently works um, as in marketing for her family's high end Italian restaurant. So uh, I like that about her. <laughs> I don't know. You say Italian restaurant. I'm like sold. She loves Disney World and has been there more times than she can count. And she once snuck into an abandoned insane asylum in the middle of the night. That makes two of us. Don't ask. My sister loves doing wild things. That's a, that's a little creepy, Ash. Well, hey, um, I look at this picture, and I think motherly. I think she's going to come in, and she's going to show signs of being a terrific partner, a uh, terrific friend. I think she's going to be a good mother figure to many. Uh, up next is Amani. Amani is a 25-year-old realtor from Albuquerque, New Mexico. She um, says that if she could be anyone else for a day, that she'd still be herself because she is pretty cool. She also says she's not a lovey-dovey kind of person, but she loves deeply. Uh, She also prefers a sophisticated jazz bar over a baseball game for a date. See, I think she's empathetic. I think you're going to, she's a good listener. Uh, and I get to that from her jazz love, Like If you love good jazz music, you typically like to get in that mood, that vibe of just sitting and hearing the different, uh, sounds come off those instruments. And as a result, she's a good listener, which typically good listeners are empathetic. Uh, up next is a lot, uh, Alina. 
Alina is a 25-year-old health food developer who lives in New York, New York. She has big dreams of making herself a name in the health food world. She has an orange tabby cat named Sir Theo who, get this, this is a, he, she pulls a Fokker. The cat goes to the bathroom on the toilet, and he also wears a bow tie. She says he's very sophisticated. Um, yes, yeah, she also has um, a background with synchronized ice skating dancing. Well, I think she's patient. Um, if she can teach a cat to sit on a toilet and she finds that uh, as a worthwhile pursuit, then she's obviously very patient. Uh, but I think her patience, my guess, is going to get in the way because she's too quiet. She looks, I okay. look at her and I think she's quiet. She, she's going to sit back in the scenes and really she just start out with, Hey, my cat goes to the totally. bathroom on a toilet. And I think Matt James would be all over it. Well, Hey, I'm, up next is Jacinya. She is 27. She's a social media marketer from San Antonio, Texas. She is one of our pageant girls. Yes, there are multiple pageant girls. Again, she was Miss El Paso in 2016. She loves escape rooms. And if she could live in any other decade, it would be the 80s because of the music and the super funky fashion. She's uh, she's giddy. I'm going to say giddy. And now that like I think when I look at her picture and I hear that she's a pageant girl and she's from El Paso, which is uh, a really great city. Uh, you know, down south, it's it's giddy and cute. Like she's just she's got a good understanding of the world and how people operate, and she's gonna kind of walk through this process uh, with a lot of friends. Now, up next is Kaylee. Kaylee is a 26 year old hostess from Chicago, Illinois. From her bio, you can tell that she's the happy go lucky girl of the season. She's witty and charismatic, not afraid to laugh at herself. She's the girl that at her high school graduation tripped on the stage as she went to go get her diploma. Yeah, that's her. That's how I was going to explain it. Is she's happy go lucky, but she's goofy, she's clumsy, um, and she's lovable and endearing because. Uh, she's gonna make a fool of herself often, uh, and that's what makes her makes her lovable. Hey, uh, up next is Katie. Katie is a 29-year-old marketing manager from Washington State. They say that she or she calls herself a witty storyteller who would want to find somebody who's worth committing to. She says that um, she's adventurous and daring. Her idea of a fun day is skinny dipping. And this is one of the most interesting facts that I've heard from any of these girls. Katie once planned a dog flash mob that got a huge turnout. She <laughs> is an adventurer. She's the Becca Kufrin uh, lookalike, uh, in my opinion. I think she looks just like Becca in her picture. Uh, and she's an adventurer. She is going to try new things and try to start new things. And she don't care who's watching. Uh, Kayla. Kayla is a 28-year-old healthcare advocate from Durham, North Carolina. What I noticed about her profile is that she's looking for somebody who wants to make the world a better place. And she feels like Matt could be that person because he does work with children through, you know, ABC. I feel like, or ABC tours, um, that that uh, they might be able to bond over that. She loves a good tailgate and idolizes Rihanna. She is wise. She is a wise human, uh, full of knowledge and intrigue, and she's not going to settle for anything less than great. 
Kimberly's up next. Kimberly is an airline recruiter from Seattle, Washington. She is definitely um, going to be a kind of like the whimsical girl. She radiates joy and happiness wherever she goes. She calls herself a carefree soul. Uh, she hates cats, though. Like, she basically will not date you if you have a cat. Um, and she isn't afraid of anything except for finding out that the guy she's into has a foot fetish. <laughs> Well, I don't know if she has to worry about that with Matt. Maybe she does. Who knows? Uh, but here's the thing about Kimberly. And you know I'm going to say this. Everybody out there knows I'm going to say this. Anybody that would tell us that they're whimsical and happy, um, I just am concerned about on this show. Because I think this show <laughs> can eat up people who think that way um, very quickly. But she's beautiful. She's cute. I hope she sticks around for a long time. Up next is Kit. Kit is 21. She's a fashion entrepreneur, but depending on where you're looking, they're also calling her a socialite. She's from New York, New York, and the reason she's being called a socialite is because her mom is Cynthia Rally, the legend, honestly, legendary designer. Um, somebody has, everybody has a Cynthia Rally something, whether it's a t-shirt and you don't even know it's by her or some Cynthia, Cynthia Rally sheets, but Despite the fact that, um, you know, she, she might be, <laughs> I don't want to say spoiled, but, you know, um, very privileged. She says that she has an extremely high maturity level, even though she's only 21. She's ready for that serious commitment now. And um, fun fact, she can surf in high heels. I have a feeling that I look at Kit and I think you're going to be a storyline this season. Oh, heck Somehow, yeah. some way. I don't know, good or bad or indifferent, but there she is going to be a main focus. So keep your eyes out on Kit. And I look at her picture and I think, yeah, people are going to be watching you and uh, they're going to be very interested by you. Kristen's up next. She's a 27-year-old attorney from Virginia Beach. And uh, she also is very goal oriented, very business savvy. That's what she wants. And a guy, she says she's fiercely loyal. She's intelligent and has an unmatched work ethic. Uh, thanks to her incredible mother. She also loves to belt Disney songs during karaoke. Something that seems very divisive about her though. Like serious stuff right here. She says she does not share food And this. Sounds like a lawyer move. She does not share food unless both parties have previously agreed upon it. <laughs> oh, she's going to be the stickler. She is going to have <laughs> rules and boundaries. She's going to, she is going to be very strict on what she wants, how she wants it done. And who knows? Maybe Matt wants that. Some guys are like, Hey, yeah, just tell me how to do it and I'll do it. Uh, Lauren's up next. We have another attorney. She's 29 and she is from Miami, Florida. She, in her free time, enjoys fashion, going to the beach, working out, and spending time with her girlfriends in their book club. She has she says that nobody that she's dated in her in her past has truly been her best friend, and she's hoping to change that with Matt. She's terrified of lizards and frogs. I see Lauren's picture. I think hesitant. Uh, I think she's going to be really concerned um, and hesitant to open up. Um, that it might get in the way of her and Matt's relationship because she is hesitant and she is a little scared of the fact that maybe she hasn't found that right person. And this environment is really hard to get through. And so I can see some walls coming up there. Uh, up next, Maggie. 
Maggie is a 32-year-old pharmacist from Ethiopia. She's been living in the U.S. for a while. She said the scariest thing she's ever done was move to the U.S., but she doesn't regret it one bit. She actually won the lottery she says um as it, it's like it's a real lottery it's the diversity visa lotto and she's so grateful for all the opportunities that she's been given and she never takes anything for granted she runs a nonprofit that supplies shoes to girls back in her hometown she is going to be so sweet she's going to be a fan favorite as well i see her story i hear her story I see her picture. I think this is going to be one to keep your eye out on that the fans are going to absolutely adore Maggie um, because she does care and she's super smart and she has a story to tell and she has a lot of life to uh, to kind of uh, communicate to Matt and all the other women. I don't see her getting involved in the drama though. Hey, up next is Mary. She's 24. She's a marketing director from Maryland. And uh, she's your kind of girl. <laughs> she's your kind of girl, Ben, because she says that with the people that she dates, she loves giving them massages oh, <laughs> and planning small little surprises. She's our pageant girl. She actually won Miss Maryland USA in 2019, and she placed in the top 10 at Miss USA last year. Mm, she is uh yeah any anybody well you know Jess was went to esthetician school so she does know how to give a good massage <laughs> uh that that i mean she's my favorite right now you want to say you're good at massages you've got me hooked and i'll be rooting for you to the very end uh up next is marilyn marilyn is 28 she's an event coordinator from studio city california she needs a man who is ready to commit and not be afraid to wear his heart on his sleeve. She says that she really prioritizes health and hygiene and she needs somebody like that. She does not like lazy and introverted. And she also grew up surfing, but is terrified of sharks. I look at her picture. I know. She's, she's, a, she's tough a tough one. cookie. I think she's a tough cookie. She's I think her picture here is going to be anti who she is. I think this picture looks tough, looks fierce. I think she's going to be sweet and quiet. I also, though, think she might get involved in the drama. I can see it. I can see it that she might uh, fa start falling for Matt, and she could be the Matt, this girl's doing this person. Who knows? Hey, MJ's up next. MJ's a 23-year-old hairstylist from Ohio. And what I found interesting about this bio is that the word bachelor bubble is mentioned. So it says, and like, I don't know whether these, these are her words or the words of the writer that puts together the bios, but it says Matt James is charming and memorable. And once she enters the bachelor bubble, we don't think Matt will have any trouble keeping her on his mind. So interesting That's that interesting. the bachelor refers to themselves as having a bachelor bubble for the first time like i thought that was always like a cast term <laughs> that is that's really weird isn't it yeah that's i i've never heard that as well I'm like, know. i don't know well hey i look at mj and i think uh really funny really outspoken uh very charismatic and will be a very popular figure to matt i mean i'm gonna take it off of what the bachelor wrote about her like Hey, if the bachelor says he's going to have a hard time not thinking about her, well, there you go. Up next, Piper. Piper is a grad student. She's 23 from Happy Valley, Oregon. She is very into European cars, and she dreams of having a Rolls Royce one day, which goes very well together with the fact that she has 
a lot of ambition. Um, she values a independence in a partner. She wants to have certain parts of her life remain her own. Looking for somebody with confidence um, and somebody who has a lot of forethought. Um, there is a lot of words in this bio that have to do with her being a total catch, a dynamic personality, a creative mind, not just a pretty face. So interesting. Well, that's that's probably how I'd have to say it, too. I'd have to just mirror what they said. Creative, um, intelligent, uh, driven. Now, we'll have to see. That's a big conversation, right? You know, if somebody came to, comes to Matt and says, hey, I, my dream is to drive a Rolls Royce one day. Well, is that something that he's attracted to? And, mm-hmm. Or would he say, yeah, let's do it. Let's get that Rolls Royce and let's drive that on the highway. Or is he going to say, yeah, it seems, you know, too much for me. Who knows? Uh, Rachel's up next. Rachel is a 24-year-old graphic designer from Georgia. She calls herself a hopeless romantic, but has never been in love and believes that Matt might be the guy to change that. Now, I love I love that, and I say it like that because we all know that Matt's never been in love yet either, so it would be pretty cool to see the two of them fall in love for the first time together. She uh, is from Cumming, Georgia, as Ashley mentioned, and I think when you come from the South, there's just a different level of uh let's say slowness like the south moves slower than a lot of places which brings on a ton of pros and i think this experience is maybe going to move too fast for her but it doesn't mean she has anything wrong with her just means she's not going to be prepared for it hey i am a big fan of i think the only denver person represented uh this season is somebody named sana well, Sana, who's 25 and an IT consultant in Colorado, Denver, she takes advantage of everything that Denver has to offer. She loves the outdoors, hiking, kayaking, a s- sunrise yoga at the Red Rocks Amphitheater. Is that a thing there? Been there, done that. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? Okay, so like everybody gathers there to do Yeah, like together? thousands of people. Oh, that's cool. So she wants on somebody to go on adventures with her for a lifetime. Uh, and this is super crazy. She completed her first marathon at the age of 16. Well, I know Matt James loves his, uh, like keeping his health up. And so I look at her, I know she's from Denver, which I mean, come on, you can't get much better than that. Uh, I think she goes a long way. She probably will be my preseason favorite. Actually. Uh, she's, uh, healthy. She likes to get outside, Um, I'm going to start the campaign now to bring Matt James to Denver. Up next, Sarah. Sarah is a 24-year-old broadcast journalist from San Diego, California, and she says that she hopes to one day be in a power couple when, when they're not spending time with their own kids. They're doing work for the community and giving back to children in need. So that seems to be something that Matt already spends a lot of his time doing. She's also a trained fire dancer. Yeah, unique <laughs> is how I'm going to say this. She is a unique person. Not good or bad, just unique and she's going to be have different flair for this season. You know, if you flair and fire go together. So, uh the flame uh that she'll be throwing Matt will be uh interesting to all. I think we're going to be very curious to watch her journey. Well, we have two Serenas this season. We'll start with Serena C. She's a 24-year-old flight attendant from San Francisco. And nothing makes her happier than putting together the perfect outfit. (laughs) I love that. She also is not a fan of getting birthday attention. She likes uh, the idea of a date being getting dressed up 
fancy night out, taking in the sunset over good champagne and a thought-provoking conversation. Ooh, she's going to be good. She's going to she's gonna get Matt. I think she's the one when we watch the previews that gets Matt to really open up uh, because I think she does love those thought-provoking conversations. I think she's very non-judgmental, but I think she's beautiful and she's stunning and she's kind and she's sincere and Matt just tells her everything. Serena P., Well, Serena P. has my heart. She's a 22-year-old publicist from Ontario, Canada, and listen to this. (laughs) Very opposite to the other girl that we heard from earlier. She said that her future husband has to be willing to share his food with her. She says that if they don't let me taste their food, I don't know if the relationship could survive. Wow. Amazing. I love that. I have this thing where I have to take like a chef's bite of everything that I prepare before like giving it to Jared. I have to make sure it's right. So I give it a chef's bite. So that is one of my mandatory little traits as well. Uh, She is chronically hangry, which goes hand in hand. And she would love to, she, man, this girl is so food oriented. She would love to have a pet chicken so that she could have a pet and an endless supply of eggs all in one. She's a renaissance woman. She does a lot of things. She knows a lot of things, but she knows herself really well. Well, hey, Sydney's up next. She's a 28-year-old marketing specialist from Nashville. She says that uh, she hates awkward dinner conversation and says that a man with big goals for the future is her biggest turn on. Uh, She says that she looks for love, loyalty, motivation, and support in a relationship. And she's not just looking to settle for any average Joe Schmo. She says that amusement parks creep her out. She is, uh, she knows what she wants. And I think I look at Sydney and I think she is somebody uh, who is, uh, who's going to have a hard time with all these other women liking the man that she likes because I think she might like him. I think Matt like might like her, but I think it's gonna be really hard for her. Well, our final uh, contestant is one we've seen on uh, the previews. She's been highlighted and I think she will continue to be highlighted. It's Victoria. Yeah. Victoria is a 27 year old queen from Los Angeles, California. And the most interesting part about her bio is that her occupation is queen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think Victoria might be one of the first contestants that we've ever seen has gone into this, and we all know what we're going to get out of her, oh, yeah. right? We yeah. all know that she is going to be the troublemaker. She's going to be um, the kind of the the pot stirrer. She has no shame in saying what she wants. I, I think she might be one of the first contestants ever that we can go into the season pretty confident that Victoria is going to cause trouble. Now, the question is, will Matt see it or will he not? Well, hey, that is Matt James's contestants going into this season of The Bachelor. We're super pumped for this season. It's coming up right around the corner. We'll be here to talk about it every week. Well, Ashley, another great episode. Thanks to Tasha for coming on. Uh, thank you to you for coming on. Uh, the headlines were great. The contestants are going <laughs> to be awesome. We'll be back next week. Uh, with the Almost Famous podcast again, and we'll continue to bring you uh, up-to-date content, incredible guests, and a breakdown of every single episode that airs on TV. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you guys next week. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.